1: Hey guys, welcome to Wooster, Ohio. I am here
2: with Ruben, is it Slayball? Slayball engine, Schley, Ruben Slayball, yes.
1: Okay, and you guys uh, hosted us last night in your uh, beautiful shop. So tell us a little bit about your incredible business up here.
2: My dad bought the business in 1978, started business in 1979, and it just grew. And he just always felt that customer service is the most important thing. Just treat the customers the way you want to be treated. And that's what we've done. And we haven't changed that because we were taught that. And that's part of our culture. We're Christians, but our way of life, we practice what we preach. And we haven't changed. But in the last 20 years, we've seen a lot of people come in to our business and just tell us, thank you for just treating us. And we haven't changed, but a lot of the world has changed and they just don't, a lot of business just don't have customer service. They make you feel like they're doing you a favor to come in yet. They're not, if you're not, if you don't have customers, your doors aren't swinging, you're not going to be in business. And we really haven't changed, but the rest of the world has. Wow. Uh, we had uh, a gentleman on the show earlier that was telling us about KFC. And that, that's
1: your model, can you explain a little bit? Is that
2: chicken or No, it's not Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's kingdom, <laughs> which is Christ. Family and customers. So in our business, if you want a day off, I don't care what time of the year it is, if it's for a funeral, if it's if it's so it's kingdom focused, it's family, and it's it's kingdom is Christ, that's where the KFC comes in. And then customers is number three. Customers is up there, but kingdom comes first family comes second after that it's business and we try to focus on that but but our employees do respect then they know that we're busy and we ask them not to take vacations in the spring of course but we give them their times off as they need it as we just don't we don't hardly say no but they also respect us for that and we have absolutely wonderful employees that's why we can do what we do but we try to treat them right and we don't have $10, we just, we treat them as they treat us.
1: That's fantastic. So you're the
2: number one Toro dealer in the United States. Is that correct? Or I think that's, the, we, uh, yes, as of right now, but there's some others right there. We're just neck and neck, but it's, yeah, that's nothing to brag about. It's a blessing. I can't, yes.
1: But you got there from taking care of the customer. And correct. Gaining that reputation. I yes. was interviewing gentleman this morning and he says we don't mind driving you know an hour out of the way because we know it's going to be
2: a trustworthy experience we and we'll drop everything we're doing if a landscaper pulls in and that equipment was purchased from us we will fix it immediately we'll just drop everything and there's numerous employees in the back and they'll drop everything they're doing we have other hoists for people with emergency services and they just come in and they'll get it done and they'll be back on the road that
1: is fantastic. And I saw your shop last night. It's very large, clean,
2: organized. It looks like the repair side of things is um, very efficient. It has to be. There's just no option. We have monthly employee meetings where we sit down. We'll stop everything we're doing, and there's 20 some of us, 20 some of us in a room, and everybody gets a turn to talk. Do you have anything? Do you see where we can improve? What can we do? And then everybody gets a turn. And that's where a lot of our ideas come from, just to try to be more efficient, be better at what we do. And everybody gets along. There's nobody picking on everybody. We just, as a team, we just don't have room for for people bickering at each other or not getting along. Everybody helps each other.
1: How many employees do you all have?
2: Uh, And at our location, there's right around, uh, I think there's 20 in the low 20s with everybody with employee wise would be probably 1920 then willis josh and i my son and my brother and I are partners owners in the business so your father was the owner my father was the owner and he sold a share to my brother and i i don't know 22 cup 20 some years ago and then my younger brother willis became a partner when he got married and dad said i'll sell him my share when he gets married so, my, there were three of us brothers at the time, about seven, eight years ago. My one brother, we were doing another uh, manufacturing thing in our, at our facility. He took that home. He just wanted to have more free time and not have to be there when the business is open. So, he spun that off. And then my bro, it was my brother and I. And then my son became a partner. That's as he Josh. Got, that's Josh as he got older. Okay. And he is very active and he's just a super kid.
1: Yeah. And he had excellent customer service because he just came up to me and was asking me, I think he, he didn't like my John Deere hat, but (laughs) uh, I said, we got to get you in a tour. He
2: should have given you a
1: hat. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, we, we joked about that, but, uh. I did get him to concede that John Deere makes a good machine as well, but I, I love Toro.
2: Yeah. They have a good machine there's oh, no absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. They yeah. they both
1: uh, can make yeah. you a lot of money. Absolutely. So, back to that customer service though, how did you train up your child to to care so much about taking care of people?
2: Cuz that that's rare you know, in our it, culture. It is. It's not it's not as rare in our culture, and I also say that's an a, that's a a byproduct why we a lot of people in our industry struggle tremendously with employees and we don't. And I think a lot of that is our culture. Okay. So as I told you before, we are Christians. We believe in Jesus Christ as our personal savior. It's not being Amish. That's going to save us. Amish is a way of life, but when you're brought up this way and you appreciate it, we just have a more simple way of life and we actually have a nicer life. We're just, we don't have the riffraff. Not that we don't get sucked into it. We do, but we don't have that riffraff. raff but I'm not asking thinking you should be Amish. It's, that's not what I'm thinking, but I brought was brought up this way and it's a great family way of serving Christ. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you're Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, it's believing in Christ, but our way of life, the culture breeds work ethics. When you're a Amish kid, you're not going to sit on a phone playing games. You're going to go outside. You're going to have chores to do. You'll have rabbits. You'll have ponies. You'll have goats. And you'll learn to work automatically. So you just don't have, in our culture, everybody works. So we don't have a problem with employees. So it's natural. Now, to get him to the degree of customer service he has, I'd say it's a gift of the Lord. I, that's something I could not do. I mean, I just did what I... You know, we raised our kids the best we knew how, mm-hmm. and it's just a by yes. It's just a blessing is all I can say, because I'm no better than anybody else. Tell us
1: a little bit. I'm from the big city, Atlanta, Georgia. There's in, in, Poor guy. I pity my, you. In my backyard <laughs> in Gwinnett County, there's 1 million people just in the suburb of the city. The hustle, the bustle, yep. Yep. Uh, certainly not honoring Christ in the, the culture and the uh, right morality of of what's commonplace, then I come out here. Last night I was driving home from your mm-hmm. uh, fine facility, and there's literally a horse and a buggy coming down the road. And I drove nice and slow, but I mean, I'm just, this is foreign to me. So explain, I'm just curious about your culture. Do you, do you drive a horse
2: and buggy? I do. Really? come to my house, I'll give you a ride. Are you serious? It's a little chilly out here. (laughs) Yeah. I've never,
1: I've never been in one. Yeah, absolutely. So
2: so do you have an F-150 or you, you drive the horse and buggy? I drive the horse and buggy. I don't, I walk to work. I live next door. I live Uh, As far as from here to those trucks out there from the shop you were in. Okay. It was
1: dark last night, so I
2: didn't see your house. Yeah, it's literally a a, a 30-second walk. And my son lives at the same distance across the street. And you guys just built homes there next to your— It was actually—my home was built in 73. We've remodeled numerous times. And my dad built the home— he moved when he got older and my son bought his home. So we're both like, like we're next door neighbors and the shop is in between us. So we live right there. So we don't commute to work. We have employees that do. But if we go somewhere on weekends, Sundays to church, we use a horse and buggy. Now, if I go somewhere to the grocery store, if I go hunt, things like that, we have taxis. There's tons of dry taxis in Amish country. I'll just call and I'll say, hey, I need a ride. And they'll say, well, I can take you or I can't take you, and I'll call the next person like this morning to come to this facility. I did not bring the horse and buggy. (laughs) Okay. It's a little chilly out there this morning. No, it's not the. we have heaters. That's not a problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can be just like this in the horse and buggy if you want to, it's, it takes too long. So we're still a time factor, not to your degree, but it's still a time factor. So we'll just hire a taxi and say, I need a ride to Worcester and I want to go back at this time. And they're here. They'll just pick us up, take us home. We'll just pay them. Wow. That's our life. We grew up with that. So you don't own a truck or Uh, the business does a couple trucks for the company, but I don't drive them. If we drive them, it's not that I feel this is a sin that you have a truck, but if I start driving a truck, I will become a lot more busy Mm -hmm. and I won't have the family life that we have. Wow. You just stay at home more or you go to your neighbors because it's close. I don't decide, we don't decide tonight. Uh, If we decide we go out to eat, we plan it. And then we'll go somewhere close with the horse or the bicycles, we use electric bicycles. Or we'll call the driver and go to worcester to eat but we don't go to eat every week because we don't it's not the convenience but convenience brings more riffraff it just does i remember 20 some years ago and i've never forgotten this we had a customer this was an older amish gentleman standing at our counter looking at a billy goat vacuum and this was a vacuum to suck up leaves and he said he said this is disgusting the more Conveniences we have, the less time we have. Now, you think about that. The more conveniences we have, and that goes to us, we have way more conveniences than we had 20 years ago, way more, as even in our culture. But the more conveniences we have, the less time we have. It just works that way. And to a totally different degree in your world, and that's why we're Amish. Yeah. Now, do you have a cell phone or? I do, but not a smartphone. It's a call answering service i don't even have a text phone not that i couldn't for the church it's just i don't want it i just you can email me and i can text from my computer at work Mm -hmm. but but my i just i don't want it it just takes more time
1: you're not you don't have the apps of facebook instagram tiktok zero none of them
2: zero no wow i don't want it that's the culture if we have that we have less time Wow! If we're the family, if we're sitting at a table, if we're in the living room, there's nobody on their phones. You know, my my son might get a text and he might look at it and put his phone, but his, nobody's playing on a phone. We don't do that. Wow! This
1: is so incredible.
2: We are different,
1: <laughs> in a good way.
2: Well, it's it's a it's a personal choice, but it's it is if you're if you're brought up this way, you appreciate it and you like it, and I really do. I just it's a, it's just a nicer way to bring up a family, but it's not. It's not necessarily, it, it is the easy way if you're brought up this way, but it's. I wouldn't expect somebody that's not to, like I said, it's not something that I think you should do. Yeah. I mean, it's okay if you want to, but it's certainly not well, for everybody.
1: Well, I, I, I don't want you to think I'm a heathen because I live in Atlanta. The no, 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 busy no, 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 I, no. I not in the least. I'm a Christian as well, and I've that, tried. That's all that matters. I try to honor jesus with the way i live but i will say what you mentioned the the traffic alone in atlanta is frustrating and then on my phone uh there's the youtube there's instagram there's facebook there's tiktok there's all these apps that you can click on and then it just that consumes your time
2: yes so and that's time that you're not meditating if i'm driving down the road i'm usually i'm meditating i'm thinking as everybody thinks and that's not a sin but you have to really balance your time to serve the Lord. And the best way to do that is get up in the morning. Do not turn on your phone. Do not look at your computer, but spend time in the Lord before you start your day. I've, I've tried to preach that to people.
1: What's your morning well, look like? What time do uh, you wake up? What do you do before
2: you go to work? Generally, I wake up at about 4.15 and I spend time in meditation and prayer. I three, three mornings a week I run and I just do that because years ago a doctor told me you are not using your lungs and I started running just so I because I don't I'm in sales and I don't work physically so uh, three mornings a week I run and so I that that hour I, I'm at work just a tad before six generally that's when we open up and I'll spend that time having breakfast and just meditating spending some time with my wife usually uh, she doesn't get up every morning that early, but most mornings she will and we spend time together and that's I just I don't like to be rushed in the morning. Absolutely. That is my time because usually when I go to work, I am on the computer. I have emails. The phone rings. You're with customers and then it's just the day to day. If I wait till the evening, I just don't get done what I want to get done. I have to do it in the morning.
1: That's that's great. So what what are you read the Bible in the morning? What yes, do you do? sir.
2: I do read the Bible every morning. Yes. You just
1: read it out loud or you just
2: read it? No, just in your... no, just silent. silent. And usually like this morning, usually uh, my wife and I'll read, we'll pick a scripture and we'll read one verse together. I okay. usually read mine. I have my daily that I do. I usually follow a daily that I read several chapters myself. And I don't tell somebody you have to read the Bible every day. I just, I like that for myself. I like that time. Mm-hmm. What verse was it today? It was Romans 7 today. What was it? And it was, uh, boy, you're being tough on me now. Uh, I read it out loud and I forgot. What does Romans 7 talk about? That's where Paul's talking about how
1: wretched he is and how he messes up and how he gets mad that he does what he does. You're
2: right. See, look at you. It is too. Yes, it's exactly what it is. Oh, wretched man that I am, I do what I don't want to do and what I want to do, I don't do. That's exactly right. Yes. Awesome. You are a Christian. Good for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. And, like, uh, no. But you know what? Don't say you're trying. You are one. It's not, you, we don't have to be perfect. We do not have to be perfect. That's why Christ came. We just have to understand the plan of salvation. Christ came into the world, he was born. He died for our sins on the cross. He rose. That's the plan of salvation. If we believe that, Paul says we will be saved. With that come good works. So we will, if we truly believe that, we will be good people. But we don't have to be perfect. Christ died for our sins.
1: It's been very refreshing for me to come here because I have been getting very irritated with the traffic in Mm -hmm. Atlanta just imagine millions of people trying to
2: (laughs) (laughs) trust me an Amish boy can't imagine that (laughs) have you ever been to Atlanta I have been through Atlanta one time just because we went that way to Florida or came back and there's like eight or ten lanes of traffic on each side it's like insane it's like and there's a lot of people there how can these people live and you can't I mean you can serve the Lord I don't care where you live and what denomination do you belong to? That's not important to me. And it's not, it's not that it's a bad place to live, but that life would not well, be me.
1: Yeah, it's on my last nerve. I just, I, I'm so frustrated living there. And then to come here and to see how slow it is and just calm. And, now, now, there's a couple hundred people at this event. There's some hustle and bustle here, but I'm talking like outside the yeah. doors. Yeah. There's just a piece that we don't have in, in that city life. And then on a personal level, because I do have a smartphone and I do have YouTube app, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, the internet, email, all of those can just, uh, um, you just start clicking and the next thing you know, you're, you're distracted. Consumed. Consumed. Yes. Right.
0: Designed for landscaping professionals, the Z700 series zero-turn mowers from Kubota are the best in class in performance, productivity, comfort, and durability. You'll love the commercial-grade engines, durable spindle assembly, and a low profile with 14-inch wheels.
1: Hey guys, Paul here. And I want to tell you about an exciting event happening here in Atlanta called Synced Live. The dates for the event are February 6th through 7th, 2023. That's a Monday and a Tuesday. It's going to start on Monday afternoon at 3 p.m. and then be all day Tuesday. I'm going to be there. Really looking forward to this expo. It's going to have 70 plus innovative products and services. There's going to be a drink reception on that Monday night, February 6th. And then on Tuesday, February 7th, guys, at Sync Live, there's going to be demonstrations. Educational sessions and plenty of industry inspiration. Now, you can get your all access pass to Expo and all the education sessions for only $99. This is the only event shaping the future by connecting all aspects of the landscape industry into one event. And it's in my city, Atlanta, Georgia, right across the street from our baseball stadium where the Braves play. So, we want the next generation of landscape owners and decision makers to be there. I'm going to be there. Hopefully, you will be as well. To register, all you got to do is click on the link in today's show notes we hope to see you in atlanta
0: this february ever wish you could monitor your vehicles drivers and equipment in live time to improve routes enhance job site planning and save your business money well with gps TrackIt, your wish is our command when you integrate gps TrackIt with your company vehicles you get a 24 7 view of your vehicles so you operate at crazy levels of efficiency it's money-saving, peace-of-mind lawn and landscaping companies deserve. Ever wish every day was Donut Friday? Us too, but we can't help with that. Talk with one of our fleet advisors. No pressure, no hassle. Call 1-844-996-2518 or visit gpstrackit.com Paul to learn more. GPS Track It.
1: So this has been a um, humbling experience. I, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my life I'm, I'm on. Not, you're not going to convert me to a horse and buggy. I like a Ford to, F-150. And I'm good with that. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I want
2: help to get um,
1: untangled from the busyness because it's, 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 it's destroying
2: me. You're doing it. Stand. Get up each morning and give yourself time with the Lord. That is, if you do that, you'll be on the right track. You have to give yourself time. If you expect to live, and we're all going to live for eternity in heaven or hell. You have to get up in the morning. I'm not saying you have to, but it'll be a lot easier to keep your life on track because as you get busy in the hustle and bustle, you'll say, you know what? And, and you'll you'll catch yourself thinking of something you were praying about or something you read that'll be in your mind. It's like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, this is, this is very good. Well, that's why I became a Christian in 2004, Ruben, I started seeing, or like sensing, how real hell was. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, didn't go there, but I, right. I could, I could. It became a reality that it's right. a real place. Yes, and I didn't want to take the chance. No, I just said Jesus. It's, not. it's forever. Yes, so I was like, "Do not let me go there. Whatever right. I got to do, I, yep. I put my faith in Jesus. I started living squeaky yep. clean or trying to. Yep. I was like, just I don't want to go there.
2: Right. It scared me so bad. Yes. And I'm, and, and for somebody that doesn't know Jesus, just try him. Just try him. Say, if you're real, show me. Just show me. He will show you that he is real. I mean, he's there. He's not some myth or some fairy tale that won't show you. If you truly ask him, if you're real, show me. He will show you. He's not out to trick people. He's the real deal. Yes and it's and it's and, and and you could attest to this now the, in the culture I was brought up in, I mean, I was taught on my mother 's lap and this so I was but in the in the culture you were brought up in you would agree with me that your life is better since you're a believer you're not saying it's necessarily an easier life, but it's so different because you feel good, you have peace yes, you can't have that peace without Jesus:
1: Yes, the amount of peace that I have now. Compared to 2003 and prior, it's not even comparable. Right. It's, it's, it's exactly. impossible
2: to even Yes.
1: the difference and the joy and many other benefits, the prosperity of, of yes. what I've experienced. Yes. Uh, people ask me, how, how did all this happen for you? And I was like, I, I, I have no idea. The Lord just set it yep. up. It was yep. so
2: easy. Yes. And it's the spirit. That peace is the spirit.
1: Yes. It's, very well said. So, how does that, Ruben, translate into running a business? Uh, you know, how, how do you take that morning time, that faith, those uh, morals, and then how, how do you run the, the biggest Toro dealer in America from that perspective?
2: Uh, it's natural. You just do the right thing, and you know what's right. You know what's morally right. There's people that will take advantage of you at times, but you know what? Just let them take advantage of you. You'll get over that in no time, and you'll just try to avoid those people and just if somebody truly wants to take advantage of you, you know, I've told people, the Bible says clearly given it will be given, taken it will be taken. Those people that take, they never, ever get ahead. Right. Never, ever get ahead. Because if they take, the Lord will take. If you think you can outtake the Lord, good luck. He can give you family sickness. He can do anything.
1: Yeah. What's it been like working with Toro? They're one of the you know biggest companies in in, in our industry what's that they are by far the
2: biggest they are by far the biggest company in this industry and that's probably why why if you walk into our dealership and we've had people come in and say is Toro all you sell and we'll say yes that's all we sell but Toro is such an awesome outstanding company to do business with so Toro has values just like we do and I guess that's what makes us so great the CEO of Toro if you would sit at a table with him you'd have no idea He's the CEO of Toro. Rick Olson. He is, Rick Olson is that humble. You've met him? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've had dinner with Rick more than really? once. Oh, yes. At your, my, uh, at your house? Or? Not at my house. No, at meetings. My wife was at a motel. But the, the day that they announced that he's going to be the CEO, we were at a uh, Toro convention on Omni Island. And my wife told me that day that she wants me to meet this guy that was so nice to her. The way this Omni Island, this motel was set up, it was very confusing, it was easy to get lost in. And I had gone to the, uh, to the seminars. My wife stayed in the motel and she was trying to find her way out and she met this guy on the hall. And he said, are you trying to find something? She said, yeah, I'm just trying to find. If you just tell me how to get out of here. And he said, well, just follow me. I'll, tell, I'll show you where to go. And she said, no, just tell me, I'll, I'll find it. He said, no, just follow me. And he took her out completely. And she said, I just want you to meet this guy. He was just such a nice guy. Well, later on that day, she told me, and it was Rick Olson. He's just, and like I said, he does not scratch. He's, he's a lot taller than we are. He's a tall fella. He's a tall fella, but he is as humble and as he is a genuine Christian man. Very humble, Rick Olson is. Wow. He is awesome. There's a reason Toro's culture is what they are. And where I was going with this, if we have, if you had a Toro mower and something happened and it's out of warranty and this really should not have happened, this is not right. And this unit is, is a year out of warranty. If I call Toro and I explain it to them, it's not even a question if they stand behind that product. It is hands down, done deal. They are by far the best provider in the industry for that. And people generally are Toro customers. If they have a decent dealer, they will stay Toro customers. And that's why Toro is leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. They're way bigger than anybody in stand-on category, sit-down category. They just are the biggest. They're the leader.
1: Yeah, that's so cool to hear about Rick. I didn't get to have dinner with him like you, but I was in an elevator one time and he's really tall. Oh, yes. And so my friend Naylor was like, that's Rick Olsen And I'm like, you know, who's Rick Olson? He's like, the CEO of Toro. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. I think I got to shake his hand. But I, I didn't get to conversate with him uh, much past that. But what was it like? Tell us about the dinner with him.
2: It was just he, like they, they have round tables set up at conventions. And then they tell you where to sit. It's a seating. And I think they set the bigger dealers with you oh, know, the, the bigger guys in the company. And I've yes, I've had dinner with him. But you just visit like we're visiting. It's just he's just a genuine dude. And at the Toro meeting, there's nobody at those meetings that and the Toro, the CEO and the you know the the big guys at Toro, they don't stand together and talk. They they stay with other people. They don't eat together. They converse. And you you couldn't if they were if they didn't have Toro shirts on, you wouldn't know who they are. You'd never know. They're what we would consider big shots. They're not. They are just genuine people.
1: Well, that's just, because he's a good leader. Yes. Some guys that do have the title and big shots, they let you know about it, but
2: he's a servant. Right. He's a servant leader, oh. and, that, and that goes back to Ken Melrose. Ken Melrose set that tone in 19. He took Toro from 1979 to bankruptcy in 10 years to a Fortune 500 company. And Ken Melrose set that tone, and so you had a Ken Melrose, you had a Mike Hoffman, which was just the same thing, just a servant leader. And then you have that followed up with with uh, Rick Olson. With Rick Olson. Just,
1: he used to be a, a, a management, I believe, X Mark Mowers and they moved over. Yeah. Which Toro owns X Mark?
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. So. They're just. They're just. And and for that reason, we are just a Toro dealer. We just have no desire. Now, if we'd ever see something that we would be change course because obviously that's our business if we would see something alarming we would get we've obviously had the opportunity to take i think every brand under the sun and we just always say no if we would see something alarming then we would definitely chump ship or at least have another brand as a backup but we just have no desire for that
1: Switching to the power equipment side and, and the
2: other accessories you have, what, what else do you guys do? Or is it predominantly just mowers? Uh, mowers is by far our number one thing, but then we, ha- we also carry steel and Honda mm-hmm. as, okay. as for, the, for our customers. So it's steel for two cycle, it's Toro for, for lawn mowers, and then Honda for mm-hmm. generators. Generators is big in our industry. Okay. Because we're Amish, so we use generators oh, okay. for power. Or to back up battery banks because we don't use power off the line. If you didn't know that, so we provide, we make our own power.
1: I did not know that. Yes. I'm learning a lot. So you you so, you're, you don't have a Ford F-150. You have a horse and buggy. Yes, I do. You don't have electricity coming off the line. Not off the line.
2: You have it coming through a generator. So we have a battery bank, like a lot of people talk about uh, this. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Living this, off the grid. Living off the grid. We do that. That's just we always have. So we ha- I have a battery system, and so if you'd walk into my house, I have lights like you do, but I, we, it's off of a battery, off of solar, and then we have a battery backup. If my battery gets low, a generator that's on natural gas will start up, charge the battery.
1: So if I want to go off the grid, eventually I want to get out to the country and, and get off the grid. Maybe not, it's kind of cold up here, maybe in the south, Sure. but um,
2: I would need to buy a generator, Yes. Well, in the south, you might not have to know, but we have a lot of days just like this where the sun don't shine. Like the sun. I see. Yesterday we had some sunshine. That was the first day. And I don't know how many that I
1: prayed. I asked the Lord, Ruben, my two things, because I was coming up here and I don't like snow and, and icy roads and stuff. So I asked the Lord, I said, I want sunny skies with no clouds when I get there and no snow or transportation on the ground. And I flew into Cleveland. And I got out. And for what I understand, it's cloudy a lot here. Dude. I got off the airplane and I said, thank you, God, because there was not one cloud in the sky. It was light blue skies and you know, there was no snow. And, I, and he answered my prayer. And exactly. you know what?
2: You know what? I was so amazed to see clear skies yesterday because every, I have a forecaster, every day on that forecaster showed no sun. I could not believe we had clear skies yesterday. We talked about it. We said, there was it was the cloudy. our forecast was completely cloudy and here we have clear skies and look at that i literally asked the lord specifically i just said i
1: i want no cloud i want to look in the sky and just see blue no clouds and he that's why i said if you if
2: you want to if you want to know if he's real that's that's exactly i've had experiences like that time and time and time again in my life if you want to see if if you want to know if he's real he's real
1: yeah. And it wasn't that. My my second prayer was, I, I want to drive. I don't want snow and ice and all that stuff to be on the roads because I had a rental uh, mm-hmm. truck. And that can be dangerous in those con- conditions. So I specifically asked the Lord, no precipitation, snow, and clear skies. And for those listening who don't understand Ohio weather, that's in in Phoenix, Arizona, or San Diego, maybe that's normal, but that's not normal up here. No, it's not. It was it it's was not. an act of God answering
2: yes. my prayer. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, that is because driving in snow is actually fun. Well, <laughs> if you it, it, there's it's not yeah if you're used to it. I know coming from the south and not having snow, it is. You use the gas pedal, you go easy, and you have four wheel drive, and you ease into it, and you back off of it. But if you just go drive like you do on dry. Then it is dangerous because your truck will go flying around. But it's it's normal. You don't think about it here. If it gets you keep right on going. Now icy, that's a little bit more tricky. But but snow is nothing. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Well, my
1: my point was God. God answered my yes. very detailed prayer to the T. That's, that's fantastic. Pretty, pretty cool. Was well, there anything else you want to share with our audience about uh, sleigh ball engines or
2: about the culture that you've created and and Sustain. Oh, I think we've pretty much covered it. Not unless you have any questions, I'd be more than happy to answer. Well,
1: I'll ask one last question on a personal because this has been, Ruben, a a struggle of mine for a while. It's the Atlanta traffic. It's the influence. I there are a lot of people that will watch our conversation and, and listen to the podcast and things of that nature. So I justify being on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Whatnot because there's literally hundreds of thousands of people that connect, sure millions in a given month. I was looking on Facebook. We had over eight million accounts we reached last wow um, month. This, That's awesome. This podcast it's yep. the most listened to podcast in the lawn and landscape industry. That's what um, you know. We do. We work with John Deere and uh-huh. Toro, sure and um, Echo and Kohler engines and so mm-hmm. so many of these companies. So the justification is because the opportunity and to partner with these, the influence, the it's generated wealth, you know, sure. prosperity. I justify being involved in that, but it also is pulling me away from the Lord with busyness and, and, and distraction.
2: Well, and that's where you, what you have to balance. There's no, There's no sin in doing what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a job. You just have to balance it so you don't, so you don't spend more time with this because if we spend more time and if you spend if you're spending more time with this than you are i don't want to say than you are with the lord no it's a job so you have to have family and faith first there's nothing wrong with having this as a job you just can't let this be an idol because i don't care if it's an f-150 if you like an F-150 more than the Lord, then the F-150 is an idol. An F-150 wow. is not an idol. I don't care what you have. A business is not an idol. This is a business just like our business is. If that's an idol, if I would worship our business more than the Lord, then that's an idol. It wow. doesn't matter what it is.
1: That's that's very well said. I really appreciate it, Ruben. It's a, it's a blessing to, to meet you, and, and thank you for the encouragement. Awesome to meet you. Absolutely,
2: it's great. Yeah, thank maybe, you. Maybe
1: one time I can um, get a buggy ride. Get right. on a, h- a horse and buggy. That'd Most, be something certainly.
2: Else. Most certainly. Most <laughs> certainly. You're welcome to it. Great. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. The
1: Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business, and in the Know Your Numbers training program.